Welcome into another episode of the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. I'm joined tonight by my buddy Justin. Justin, how are you? Nick, it's good to hear from you, man. I'm I'm glad to be back on the DFS pod for it's been a long time, so I'm really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since you've been on. I know I was on with Will last week. Uh, it was a great time. It was the first time on with him, and we really did a good job. Uh, I like what Will brought to the table. Uh, I've been on with Nate a couple times, and you, I think it's been a couple of weeks. We've both been busy with our personal lives, but it's totally understood. So real quick before we jump into the podcast, again, you can find the We Know Fantasy crew on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Know Fantasy. Also check out the website at WeKnowFantasy.com. As well as, as I said, on every podcast, we are doing podcasts daily. Mondays, Waiver Wire Wishlist. Tuesdays, Samuel and Schlanger, uh, Episode 1. Wednesdays is Nate uh, on the We Know Fantasy podcast, usually with the Fro, but Fro's uh, decommissioned for the season. Thursdays is the Contributors podcast. Fridays is Samuel and Schlanger, Episode 2. Saturdays, that's us, the DFS podcast. Uh, Sundays... Don't forget the live Twitch with Brian at 11 a.m. Also, look forward to uh, or be on the lookout for our Dynasty podcast, which will be coming out very shortly. Um, excited about that, and I think everybody else should be. So today I had Justin. Um, we're going we're gonna to each present the listeners with a beer uh, that we're drinking tonight. Uh, don't always encourage it, but if you're over 21, be sure <laughs> to enjoy. Um, so, Justin, let, us know, let the listeners know what you're drinking uh, the style, the ABV, and maybe give it a rating. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm Virginia born and raised. I have to go back to my roots on this beer right here, and I have to give a shout out to my wife because this became my favorite beer when I met her four years ago. But so the Hardywood Brewing Company out of Richmond, Virginia, the Gingerbread Stout. It's an imperial milk stout with vanilla, ginger, and honey. This is my top beer all time, and I'm not even a stout guy. This thing is so smooth. It's a 9.2 ABV. It's Christmas in a glass, and I can drink it it before Christmas and and after Christmas. So I love this thing. It released a week ago. I'm all about it. Nice. That sounds good. I should have went first because I think you outmatched my beer. So uh, that sounds really tasty. We might have to do a beer share on that one. Uh, So the beer I'm drinking is uh, Exo Cavesa from Stone Brewing Company. Uh, For those who've never heard of it, it's considered a mocha stout. Um, And going back to the stout thing, I am a stout guy, believe it or not. But um, it's got vanilla bean, chocolate notes. It's made with coffee. It's also got pasilla peppers, which I've never heard of. I don't even know what they look like. So it does got a hint of spice to it. It also has some cinnamon and nutmeg. It's a very dark beer. Um, it tastes great. You kind of feel the spice on the end. It's 8.1 ABV. And if I was to give it a rating, I'd say it's a 9.5 out of a 10. It's very easy to drink. This is the time of season I love to drink. It. And the bottle slash cans are dope as can be. The artwork and everything on it are so awesome. So I Again, Stone, Exo Cavesa, go check it out. This definitely sounds like a share, my friend. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to exchange them one day. All right, so we're going to run down um, the, the last week's results. Uh, again, I was on with Will. I did a DraftKings lineup. Will did a FanDuel lineup. Justin's going to go ahead and give us Will's results. I'll go over my DraftKings results first, and then Will – or I'm sorry, Justin will follow with Will's results. So last week in the DraftKings lineup, I had Derek Carr, 14 points. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 41.2. Love that call last week. Here goes the downfall. Justin Jackson, a fat goose egg. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 14.1. 
Julio, 16.4. A-Rob, 15.1. Albert Akue Bonham, 1.7. Duh. James Robinson, 16.9. And I had the Lions defense for a grand total on DraftKings of 118.4. Not a great lineup, I'll be honest with you. I was kind of disappointed. Uh, Justin Jackson laying that goose egg hurt a bit. Receivers could have chipped in a little more in that tight end position. Again, I went cheap, and it cost me. So, uh, we'll try to do better on him. Hopefully, this week gives you some winners. Uh, so, Justin, go ahead and give us Will's FanDuel lineup and results from last week, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, so, so I'm going to start off with Will's quarterback, and I, I love this pick here. It was Deshaun Watson at 28.24 points. He also went with the goose egg, and, and it hurt me just as well as you guys with that Chargers-Justin Jackson pick there. We got Chase Edmonds at 10.3. We got Stefan Diggs at 16.3, Lockett in his Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde act with 6.0 points, Julio at 13.9. We had Noah Fan at 6, DJ Dallas at 10.9, and the Steelers at 7 for 98.64. I like these picks from Will, but I, I, I bet he would have wished for a little more touchdown luck. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's always tough with DFS. Um, we I can't say enough. I know you said it. Will said it last week. Nate has said it on this show. Um, it's hard because you get a lineup and you see a name that sticks out as you're going through on, let's say, your flex position. And you think to yourself, hey, I want to get this guy in my lineup. So you start tinkering with it. And sometimes, you know, it, it works out and sometimes it don't. And that's kind of what happened with me with Justin Jackson last week. I was going through on the flex. Scroll by Justin Jackson. I'm thinking, oh, he he could get RB one numbers this week because <laughs> Troy Man, Troy Main Pope was going to be out with the concussion. So I, I loved it and it backfired. But hey, it, it was it, it hey man, it was a good pick for real. I you know I've got a lot of shares of Justin Jackson in redraft that I picked up just to kind of to back up my my Eckler shares and Jackson going out really. If you miss the first few snaps, you miss Justin Jackson on the field. So it it was a weird a weird thing, and um, it, his his main downfall has been staying healthy. Yeah, it, it has been. I feel like they're running back room at all of them with health issues between Eckler, Jackson, um, uh, who was the one that just got uh, Pope, who had the concussion uh, last week. So you know, hopefully uh, Eckler gets back soon here for us. All right, so wood, I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I know we had a video out on uh, Twitter or something like that or on Instagram. I seen him running, so let's hope he gets back soon. So, Justin, go ahead and start us off with your FanDuel lineup with your quarterback. Absolutely. So I'm going with a ride. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars at 8,400 on FanDuel. So there's not a lot to say here. Aaron Rodgers has been a top six quarterback in fantasy this year. You're talking about a Jaguars defense that's given up eight and a half yards per pass attempt, 280 total. They're giving up a split at 17 touchdowns to six interceptions. It's a funnel defense right here. I expect him to go off. He's going to throw for a lot of yards. Aaron Jones, we're not real sure. Is he 100% healthy? Is he still getting back from that calf injury? So I expect Aaron Rodgers to really put it in the air this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love it. I, I, I think Green Bay, he's all, uh, almost any offensive player on Green Bay has the capabilities of putting up big numbers this week against Jacksonville. Um, that's one of those games where I think, you know, can go both ways. Could be a high scoring, uh, lots of point, fantasy points to be had uh, within that game. All right, so for me, this might not be a popular pick coming off the horrible game he had Sunday night, but for DraftKings, I'm going with Tom Brady uh, going against Carolina Panthers uh, on DraftKings for 6,300. 
Uh, I know, like I said, it's probably unpopular, but if you know Tom Brady and you know his attitude and the way he is, when he comes off a bad game like that, he usually follows it up with a great performance. Um, they've been in the news all week about how bad he played, how he was sacked, how he did, they didn't involve the running game, how um, they, he threw to Antonio Brown, how Mike Evans only had six targets, Godwin only had six targets. So I, for the price and for the matchup, it's a divisional game. I think Brady's kind. Con- con- I'm not saying he's going to have you know like a four touchdown game, but I think it's one of those games where, you know, decent amount of yards, two to three touchdowns, and for the price you're getting him at 6,300 on DraftKings, I think it's a great pick for you so that you can splurge on some other positions. No, I think this is perfect. And you said it at that price, 6,300, especially if you're looking at all of the industry experts in fantasy, there's not a whole lot of games in Tom Brady's career where he's been really bad in fantasy like he was last week. But when he was, he was in that 20 to 25 range points scored the week after. So I expect him to come out. The guy has been a career. I'm going to wear a chip on my shoulder and people have been talking too bad about him this week. I expect him to definitely pay off. Yeah, definitely. It's something that I think uh, in fantasy you can't um, totally underestimate is that that wild card of, you know, coming off of a bad game or being in the news. Me and Native talked about it on other podcasts. You know, like that does play a role in these players' minds and the way they play the next week. So I think it is something to be thought about when, when you know, doing a DFS lineup or even in redraft um, leagues. Yeah, and this is to be, and just to add on one more thing, this is one of the highest over unders of the week. The Carolina Tampa Bay comes in at 50 and a half points. So, yes. so there's points, there's going to be points there. You know that. All right, Josh, right. so go ahead and give us your first running back. Absolutely. So, my first running back that we're going with here, we're going with James Robinson. We're going to go back to the well a little bit from last week against the Green Bay Packers. We all kind of know the Green Bay Packers are beatable through on the ground. James Robinson has obviously just been the ground guy, the passing guy. He's the true three down back for for an NFL um, the NFL that's going to a running back by committee. So at seventy three hundred with FanDuel, I'm going to lock in James Robinson this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love James Rob- Robinson rest of the season in redraft. I love him in dynasty. Uh, it's probably way, way, way too late to buy him on the cheap. But even in DFS, I think he's a great play almost week to week with the way they're using him. And in a game like this where, um, you know, I envision them being down a couple points, you know, early and late and them just hit, getting him the ball out of the backfield on passes. Um, we thought Chris Thompson was going to be that guy, but James Robinson has made Thompson, Ozigbo, um, and anybody, and, and Armstead's been out with COVID all season, but he's made them guys just afterthoughts all season. So I love the pick. Uh, James Robinson's at that point. I don't even mind spending it up for him, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so my first running back, uh, I'm going with Duke Johnson. Uh, kind of went with the cheap side here. Uh, they're playing the Cleveland Browns, his former team. We all know how Baker Mayfield kind of called him out back there in his Cleveland days. Uh, Cleveland is ranked 23rd against the run. Duke Johnson was only 5,000. He's going to be getting the RB1 numbers. He's a great pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, Deshaun Watson's an absolute stud. Uh, I love Deshaun Watson. He's going to find a way to get Duke Johnson the ball, even if it's, you know, pass catches is where I see Duke Johnson getting more uh, points, is receptions, yards, and possibly a touchdown as opposed to rushing. But there's nobody else there. It's David Johnson and Duke Johnson, and David Johnson's not playing because of concussion. So 5,000 on DraftKings for Duke Johnson, for me, it's worth the play. 
Absolutely. And you said it right there. I think it's, you know, I think this Houston offense really, they haven't done anything on the ground, even with David Johnson when he's healthy. I think they need to go to a little more of that Green Bay offense from last year when Aaron Jones was out, where you're kind of using the short passing game as your running game. And Duke Johnson's that guy, right? I mean, He's not going to be a guy between the tackles. It's just going to bang it. It's going to beat him up. Get him the ball out in space and let him work. I love this at 5,000. All right, go ahead and give us your second running back there, Justin. All right, that second running back, we're going to go with J.D. McKissick versus the Detroit Lions. And I'm going a little bit on the cheaper side here at 5,300 for FanDuel. And the main reason for me going here is you've got Alex Smith coming in behind center. And he wants to check the ball down. We've seen him early on in his career, especially with the Kansas City Chiefs. He loves to target his running backs. J.D. McKissick is coming off a 14-target week last week. So if he gets even close to 10 targets, he's averaging about five to six receptions over his last four weeks. I mean, this guy, is, he's just going to get you a lot of points there on the receiving game and, and some yardage. And if he falls in the end zone, you got to steal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know before the, the show schedule had changed to just me and you and doing uh, a fan duel or DraftKings lineup, uh, it was going to be me, you, and Nate. We were going to do our locks and long shot segments. Um, I had McKissick as a long shot, and I believe on DraftKings he was only 4,700 or 4,900. I'm not 100% on that, but check it out. Um, the cheap, and as you said, um, he's getting the receptions, 14 receptions. Alex Smith loves the check down. My question is, and the the way I'm looking at this Redskins, I'm sorry, not the Washington football team offense, is Antonio Gibson was a reception hawk in college. I don't understand why they're not throwing the ball to Gibson more, but I love the McKissick pick. 5300 on FanDuel is a great price, and like I said, either 47 or 4900 on DraftKings. He's worth it to get in a lineup so that you can splurge in other positions. We can't emphasize that enough. Another revenge game, too, just to, like like your other guy. Yes, Detroit. Yes, absolutely. See, I always look for that. That's why I like Johnson. <laughs> I, I swear, it, I, I feel like it's 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 an integral part of DFS. You always got to look for those plays. Um, so my second running back, um, somebody you hit on earlier, Aaron Jones, in this Green Bay-Jacksonville game. Um, he's 7,100. Jacksonville's a 27th run defense. Um, is he healthy? How's the calf? I know they kind of pulled the okie doke on us the other uh, last week when he wasn't. He was a game time decision. It was unlike he was on a play. I think he had like the first six touches of the game. Um, this is just a game where you know game script. I feel like can benefit him in the third quarter where kind of you know going into the in the red zone within the five and him getting a touchdown. This could be one of those Aaron Jones Dallas Cowboys four touchdown games. You know what I mean? It, it can easily happen. Uh, 7,100 is a little on the high end, but as I said, Jacksonville 27th against the run. This game, I feel like it could be out of reach late, and it could be an Aaron Jones-type game. Absolutely. No, I I agree with you here. The only caveat you already said it is, do, you know, does this game get out of hand early, and do they potentially hold him back just to make sure he's healthy down the stretch run? Um, at 7,100, it's a little bit of a dice roll, but the matchup can't get any better. And, and, and you know, the, the, these are one of the – you flip a coin and you say, you know what, with DFS, I'm going to take the shot because Aaron Jones in this matchup is just a home run. Yeah, definitely. So my first wide receiver, we're going to kick this one off, and I'm going with Bob Woods 
from the Los Angeles Rams playing against the Swiss cheese pass defense of the Seattle Seahawks. This has been a defense that every quarterback can get right on. You've got Cooper Cup potentially dealing with an injury. I think he's going to play, but we don't really know for sure how if he'll be 100%. Robert Woods is coming off like the last three or four weeks. He's gotten at least a couple rush attempts. He's scoring touchdowns this year. I just think he's down the stretch going to be the guy that's always been the high floor, and he's potentially going to give you close to a ceiling if he continues to score at the rate he is at. Yeah, definitely. I actually have Robert Woods in my DraftKings lineup as well. For I mean, he's 6,600 in DraftKings. What was he in FanDuel? In FanDuel, he is – hold on, i got to go back to my number. 7,200. 72. Okay, so like we said, you pay up a little bit with FanDuel because the – Salary cap's a little different, but, I mean, there's not much I can add to that. As you said, the Seahawks defense, if I'm not mistaken, I thought I heard someone, one of the analysis on one of the stations said that the Seahawks have the worst defense in league history, pass defense in league history. That's a statement right there. Um, They're giving up 362 yards a game. Yeah, I mean, in today's NFL where most teams are throw happy, um, you got to get yourself a piece of – you know, any offense going against the Seahawks from this point. And that's in all formats of fantasy football, in my opinion. So there's <laughs> not much to add to that. You know what I mean? I think you hit the nail on the head with Cup and Woods' uh, floor being so safe and everything like that. So go ahead and just jump into your second receiver for us, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. So my second receiver that we're going with is DJ Chark versus Green Bay. And you'll you'll kind of see a pattern with me. I'm sticking to a couple games. Although the Vegas total for the Green Bay-Jacksonville game is only 49 points, but I'm looking for a lot of air yardage in this game. So DJ Chark, you've got LaVisca Chenault has, has already been ruled out in this game. Jair Alexander is potentially going to be out. for He's doubtful on Sunday with a concussion. If Jair Alexander is out, Jake Luton obviously showed that he wants to target DJ Chark. I think this is going to be a downfield thing. Whether he gets in the end zone or not, I'm not sure, but I think it's going to be a lot of yardage for Chark, and he's obviously shown that he has the athletic ability to really just give you a lot of points in the game. So it's this this one right here for me, especially if Jair Alexander is out, is going to be a steal at 6,600 for FanDuel. Yeah, see, I love it. And I was kind of hoping you didn't bring the Jair Alexander injury because that was my caveat to this, but you beat me to it. Um, but like you said, LaVisca Chenault's out. Um, you have James Robinson as well. I think James Robinson, DJ Chark are the two pieces in this game for, for the Jaguars that are going to get the points for you. If you, if you, And again, in any format, but we're talking DFS here, if you can get a DJ Chark and a James Robinson into those lineups, surely get them in there because they're the ones that are going to benefit the most in this offense in possibly a catch-up game, as you said, or as I said. All right, so my second uh, wide receiver, uh, I think you'll be happy with this one, Justin, uh, Keenan Allen versus the Miami Dolphins for 7,100 in DraftKings. The Dolphins' defense, although they've scored a lot of points, they're 26 against the pass. Um, Keenan Allen is just um, – I think with Justin Herbert, I, I think if Tyrod Taylor would have been the quarterback this year for the Chargers, you wouldn't be seeing Allen doing as well as he's doing. I think he's benefited so much from Justin Herbert being the quarterback in this offense. Again, Miami's 26. I see this being a, a another one of those games. I'm not saying the shootout, but like a 28-26 type game. And I think Keenan Allen is going to be – the main target for Herbert going forward, especially if they can't get their running game going. Um, 
like I said, it's been a carousel there with the Chargers uh, running backs between Eckler, Pope, Bellage, Jackson, Kelly. So let's see them trying to stretch the ball and see Keenan Allen get in the end zone once or twice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you obviously said how much I love Keenan Allen. I mean, the guys, uh, you know, I said it last night. He's one of the top three route runners in the game. He's one of the guys against this Miami defense. He runs about 45% of his routes out of the slot. The slot is, you know, you're going to miss Byron Jones and um, Xavier Howard when you're running out of the slot. So I think Keenan Allen has a chance to eat there. Obviously, he has Herbert's eye. And it's going to be interesting with me with this pass defense and something to watch with Miami. Miami runs the most zero coverage with all their blitz packaging of any team in the NFL. And Justin Herbert has done very well against the blitz. So we'll see if that stick if that sticks this weekend. The Chargers may get some really good plays down the field and some of these receivers may really pop. All right, so I'm gonna go to my third receiver here, and that is Rashard Higgins versus the Houston Texans at 5,500 for FanDuel. And I'm really just going in this game just for the simple fact that I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. And I think that the Houston Texans, if you're going to look to stop any receiver on Cleveland, it may be Landry. So Higgins may be able to get loose for you and really just get, you know, you saw that what, what happened when he, uh, when the, Be- when Beckham went out, he was able to have a big game. I expect him to have six, six to nine targets. If he can really bust one, he's, he really can give you a steal at 5,500 for FanDuel. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think you can state it enough for the price you're getting them at in Fandle. 5500 is pretty low in Fandle for those who don't aren't familiar with Fandle. Um, and possibly to get wide receiver two numbers, well, the wide receiver two on Cleveland for sure, against a bad defense against the pass. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I definitely see a touchdown for Rashard Higgins. Whether the volume will be there, I don't know, but I can definitely see a touchdown going his way. So it's worth the play for 5500 like you said. All right, so my final receiver for this week for a DraftKings lineup is Michael Thomas going against the San Francisco 49ers, 7,400. Uh, I know a lot of people are thinking, you know, well, what has Thomas done between the injuries, between the off-field stuff? Um, but this has got to be the get-right game for him. It's it's a big game for them uh, playing against San Fran. I think if they win this game, they pretty much have their division, for the most part, locked up with already beating the Buccaneers twice. Um, Michael Thomas hasn't seen the volume he has in previous seasons. I'm sure in that locker room there's got to be something going on. Like, you know, it's time to get Thomas the ball. So I think Michael Thomas shows up this week. I think this is that week where Michael Thomas could have 10 or 11 catches, 150-plus yards, and a touchdown or two. So um, I was able to squeeze him in because I went cheap on some other positions. Um, and I kind of did that on purpose because I wanted a high, another high-end receiver to go along with Keenan Allen and Robert Woods. So. That's why I went ahead and did it. And like I said, 7400 he's pricey, but it might be worth it for you this week. Man, you know what? I, I'm not debating this at all. I'm squeezing Michael Thomas into every lineup I can for the next few weeks. He's a, he's, he's a top three wide receiver in the game, hands down. There's no debate to that. It's going to come. It just is, is a matter of when is it, when is it going to come, and this weekend it could be it. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you here. And that's what I feel like. That was my gut with this pick is – this has got to be the Michael Thomas week. You know what I mean? Like, he, it just has to be. It's his second full game back. Um, a lot of stuff's been going on. I'm not sure how happy he is in the team and 
you know, with that team, but this has got to be the game. It's a big matchup for them. San Fran has not been that great against the pass, and it, not what they've been in the previous years. Um, so I think this is a, a good game to get Michael Thomas in a daily lineup for you. Oh, absolutely. You pay a guy $21 million, he's going to, you got to start throwing him in the ball or you're going to have to figure something out. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Justin, go ahead and give us your tight end. All right. So tight end, I'm actually going back to the well, the same game with the Green Bay and Jacksonville pick, and I'm going for Tyler Eifert. And this is another one where I'm just going for cheap price on FanDuel so that I can potentially just get a touchdown. I don't give me one reception and a touchdown. Tyler Eifert will all be happy at 4,600. He had four for 46 last week in his first game back from injury. So I think that there's some chance for him to get a little bit of, of looks over, over the middle of the field. Green Bay's got some of their uh, starting linebackers that are down for this week, and we're not sure if they'll play. So I'm just taking a shot that this is just going to be an aired out game on both sides. Yeah, definitely. Um, Eifert's always been just a wild card to me. You know what I mean? He's just that he has a game and then he disappears. And then he has a game and he disappears. But like you said, for the, the price you're paying for him in a game where they could potentially be trailing late, they're going to be throwing the ball. Eifert is a, a great target, especially in the red zone for, uh, what's his name, Jeff Luton? Mm-hmm. Luton just give so, me a garbage touchdown here. Exactly. You'll take especially <laughs> if your lineup's loaded the way you have it already. It's it's worth to put a cheaper tight end in there. So for me, my tight end, and and this has been a pattern for me in Daly this year, um, is Evan Ingram going against the Philadelphia Eagles, my Philadelphia Eagles. Uh he's forty five hundred in DraftKings. And it, the reason it's been a pattern is I've kind of been picking tight ends going against my Eagles every week in, in Daly's. The reason it is is they're thirty second against tight ends against the tight end play um i don't know what it is why the eagles can't get it right but evan ingram to me in a game that could be another high scoring game because both these defenses seem to sometimes not show up and it's a divisional game um evan ingram's getting the ball as far like you know wow run plays there's uh, daniel jones is finding them more in the red zone he i think he scored his first uh receiving touchdown of the, of the season last week um, the first time they played, Evan Ingram had uh, 11 points against the Eagles. So, like I said, the play here is a little on the pricier side, 4,500 in DraftKings for a tight end. But like I said, yeah, I'm going matchup-based here. The Eagles are 32nd against tight end. So, for me, put him out there, and let's just hope for the best with it. Now, he should be more of a volume play, in my opinion, Evan Ingram, as opposed to, you know, a one reception and it being a touchdown. I feel like Evan Ingram could get eight receptions in this game. Absolutely. No, I mean, there's never been a question about Evan Ingram's talent. It's whether he catches the ball and whether he stays healthy. I mean, the guy's got all the talent in the world. I mean, I've, I've had the guy for a couple of years in, in redrafts and just waiting on him to pop. And it's just the big, I feel like the, the lights come on and he, and he shies away a little bit. So hopefully I think this is a good play. He's, he's rated pretty high this week. The Philadelphia Eagles, you already said it don't play real well against the tight ends. Um, you, you're going to get some volume and you're probably going to get some red zone targets. So if golden Tate sits, you, you got, you got a less mouth to feed. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I'm going to go with my flex here, and I saved some money just so I can go with this stack play on my quarterback. So if you remember, I went Aaron Rodgers with the quarterback. I'm going with the number one wide receiver, in my opinion, in the NFL right now, and that is Devontae Adams versus Jacksonville at 9,500 for FanDuel. This guy has destroyed everything since coming back off his injury. 
No one on Jacksonville is going to be able to hold him down. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to pepper him with 10-plus targets every week unless something crazy happens. So I expect this to be a hammer play. Definitely a great stack. Whether If you can get it into DraftKings or FanDuel, this will be a great stack for you this week. I expect a score or two out of this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't even – there's not much to add for that. Just a little caveat to that game and to possibly another reason, not that you need any more reasons to put Devontae Adams in a daily fantasy, but I don't think Alan Lazard's playing. I think he's been ruled out of the game already. Um, You said it. Devontae Adams, I think, is the number one receiver in fantasy land and possibly as far as overall play as a wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I like how you saved it for the end, for the buildup and the excitement. That that was cool. I enjoyed that. (laughs) I really like that a lot, but um, yeah, there's not much argument from me. Um, it's Devontae Adams. I mean, if you can get him in a lineup and still, you know, get other studs in your lineup like Chark, like Robinson, like Woods, you're already winning as far as I'm concerned. You want to know the crazy thing? I got to throw it at you right here. Devontae Adams is not the number one receiver in fantasy for half PPR. I'll give you a guess on who it is. We did it last night on the show. Not that, you know, this was last night's show, so it's Hmm. Half PPR. Yep. It surprised me. I'm trying to think of a volume guy. I'm gonna say. I'm putting you on the spot. I know. I know you're putting on the spot. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna look at my computer so I can't cheat. I'm gonna say it's like a like a Tyler Boyd. It's Tyreek Hill. Jesus. Well, Tyreek. He's Hill got nine touchdowns. Wow. Yeah, it surprised me too. We went through the we went through a top ten last night and it was crazy. I was like, I would have never guessed Tyree. I was selling Tyree Hill week three. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people were. You can't blame me for it either. Okay, but so I digress. Yeah, no, I I I'm glad you stumped me. I like that. Like it had <laughs> me thinking. Um, so for me, my flex play this week, and I found them by accident and totally forgot about them. Mike Davis, running back for the Carolina Panthers, going against Tampa Bay. He's 4,000 in DraftKings, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have the sixth-ranked defense against running backs. But for 4,000, taking over for Christian McCaffrey, who's likely going to be out of this game, um, he's put up RB1 numbers. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's the eighth-ranked running back in uh, PPR formats. This, I mean... The first three games when McCaffrey was out, he was, I believe, me and Nate talked about, I think he was averaging 22 points a game for the first three games. Um, you already discussed about the over-under being 50 points. There's going to be points to be made in this game. Mike Davis is a guy that could put up points. And like I said, for $4,000, it's a gem in DraftKings right now. Oh, absolutely. And and Christian McCaffrey's already out. I mean, that's 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 a done deal. Like he he's they've already ruled him out. So I mean, you're you may be a little bit worried about what he gets on the ground, but you're talking about a guy that the first two or three weeks that he was the lead back of this offense, he was catching seven, eight, nine receptions a game. You got Teddy Bridgewater, he knows that he wants to check it down every once in a while. He's not gonna be a guy that's just gonna chuck it deep. Tampa Bay is really going to be looking for a get-right game, so they're probably going to be blitzing a lot. So I like this pick right here, especially at 4000 That saves a lot of money and is really giving you a really good lineup throughout your other running backs and wide receivers. 
Yeah, I mean, me and Nate talked about it on Wednesday on the We Know Fantasy podcast. Mike Davis had six catches on 30% of the snaps last week. You yep. know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of catches for only 30% of the snaps. Now, what 30% of the snaps equals, I don't know if it was – that means he was out there for, for 41 plays, but still, you know, six receptions, that's volume. That's good volume. And let's hope if he plays, you know, 85 to 90% of the snaps this week, it's 12 receptions, let's say. Hey, Vegas doesn't lie, too. 50 points got to come from somewhere. Yeah, you got that right. All right, Justin, <laughs> go ahead and give us your defense. All right, so my defense is going to be, and I'm taking a shot here, and it is the Giants versus your Eagles, Nick. And I'm really just going for the fact that Carson Wentz continues to turn the ball over. I, I'm a Carson Wentz fan, so I kind of hope that he kind of turns it around after the bye. But I've got to go against probability. I've got to go with probability here and how he's played in the first half of the season. And I'm really just looking for some turnovers, potentially maybe a return kick or something. So, you know how defenses go. Just take a shot. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, hey, you don't have to feel sorry about, you know, trash and Wentz. Um, it, it, he's a product of what's going on right now. I mean, he, he's got 16 turnovers. I don't blame you for taking a defense going against him, especially, you know, in a DFS where you're hoping for just a home run. And it, it's very easy that there could be a sack fumble for a touchdown when it comes to Carson Wentz. And this is – and the other reason I took this is this is the – this is in the top three of the lowest projected points totals in Vegas. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? You know what I mean? Like, and that that's good. Like, I like, I appreciate, and I'm sure the listeners would appreciate that you bring the Vegas aspect to the show every time you're on, because it does add an element of reasons why to take some of these players and to take some of these shots on the players. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Justin. Absolutely, buddy. So for my defense, and this is a total shot in the dark, I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on it because quite honestly, it was the only defense I could afford after picking my offense or my, my offensive players, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Packers. They're 2,000 on DraftKings. Yes, I know they're probably going to get a bunch of points scored against them, but it's like you said, I'm just hoping for a, a trash touchdown defensively, whether it be a punt return, a kick return. They may get six kick returns, you know what I mean? So let, let's hope, you know, one of them maybe goes for a touchdown. But like I said, it was all I could squeeze in. There's no real rhyme or reason as to why I did it. Um, Again, I've always said I go cheap on defenses. I know Nate has said he does the same thing. I believe you do sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, because I like the Spurs on the offense, just like everybody else. So, I think defense, most of the time you're just hoping on, on a touchdown anyway. So, Jaguars for 2,000 on DraftKings. Say what you will about it. It may not – they may want to cost me points, to be honest with you. But it was all I could squeeze in at the end of the day. And I liked my lineup too much. Hashtag get kickers and defense out of fantasy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's right, my Justin. only statement. So, if you don't mind, just run down your full FanDuel lineup for us real quick. Absolutely. So, at quarterback, remember, this is FanDuel with a $60,000 budget. Aaron Rodgers versus the Jaguars at $8,400. James Robinson versus Green Bay at $7,300. J.D. McKissick versus Detroit at 5,300. Bob Woods versus Seattle at 7,200. D.J. Chark versus Green Bay at 6,600. Rashard Higgins versus Houston at 5,500. We're going Tyler Eifert on the dart throw versus Green Bay at 4,600. Devontae Adams for the home run versus Jacksonville at 9,500. And Giants versus Philly for 3,900 to round it out. 
Yeah, again, that's for the FanDuel players who play on the FanDuel uh, platform. So I'll run down my DraftKings lineup. I got Tom Brady going against Carolina for 65, or I'm sorry, 6,300. Duke Johnson going against his former team, the Cleveland Browns, for 5,000. I got Aaron Jones going against Jacksonville for 7,100. Keenan Allen going against the Miami Dolphins for 7,100. Michael Thomas against the San Francisco 49ers for 7,400. Bobby Trees, Robert Woods going against the, I'm sorry, Seattle Seahawks for, on fan, I'm sorry, on DraftKings is 6,600. My tight end is Evan Ingram going against my Eagles for 4,500. Again, the Eagles are the worst defense against tight ends. My <laughs> flex play, Mike Davis for 4,000 going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And my defense, the Jaguars, 2,000 again is all I can squeeze in going against the Green Bay Packers. Anything you want to add to this week's show, Justin? Not at all. Tune in on Sunday to Brian. I mean, I, I, I've missed the last couple of Sundays, but I'm hoping I can potentially join in on, with him this Sunday morning. Maybe we'll get a little bit of sports betting action in here. I'm um, looking forward to, to seeing everyone, and let's go for a good week 10. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you coming on. Justin, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets. Again, hit me up with any sports betting or fantasy questions you may have. And again, this is Nick, a.k.a. The Fantasy Mechanic. You can find me on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic, as well as on uh, Twitter at FB Mechanic. Uh, I highly recommend everybody checking out Justin. Justin's got great insight on sports betting, especially with football uh, Sundays. He's a Vegas, you know, um, guru so to speak don't forget to, <laughs> don't forget to check out the we know fantasy um podcast each day again we're doing a podcast each day uh i'll run over it real quick monday waiver wire wish list tuesday samuels and slanger wednesdays is nate with and he's he'll be having a different guest each week on the we know fantasy podcast thursday's contributors podcast friday samuel and slanger episode two uh, Saturdays, that's us, the DFS podcast, and Sundays, Twitch live with Brian at 11 a.m. We Know Fantasy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check out WeKnowFantasy.com for all our articles. Again, go out, play some DFS, make some bets, enjoy fantasy football while it's here, because when it's going, you're going to miss it for seven months. Thank you, and good luck. <laughs>